0: I just saw a tricycle get lobbed over a fence. (laughs) What? (laughs) Into your garden? Not into my, oh no, it's next door. They're like cleaning out their garage. It looked like it was over the fence. I just literally saw this tricycle just like fucking volley up (laughs) in the air.
1: And welcome to the next episode of Mystery Dungeons and Dark Rise, a Pokemon role playing adventure. And for the second week running, a tale of one young boy and his journey through Alaria Ports. <laughs> I'm Coatsy and I'm your dungeon master. I'm Jack, I play Felix,
2: a shy but stubborn boy who is going to try and overcome his shyness and stubbornness as
1: he goes on an adventure with someone that isn't Chuck. And speaking of Chuck, Chuck will probably join us maybe towards the end of the episode. We'll see what happens. Um, if you are wondering why Felix is on his own, you need I am. to listen to the last week's episode. If you just listened to this one, go back, because otherwise none of this is going to make sense.
2: I am tempted to. Oh no, I kind of have to find out what happens, don't I, really? What do you mean? I was going to say, I might just wait until this episode actually comes out to listen to what Chris does. But then I do actually need to know the plot
1: points of what happened. Um you might find out, mainly because there's a reason why we did Chris first. <laughs> I, I um, am half expecting
2: to start within 30 seconds. From the distance you hear an almighty explosion.
1: <laughs> well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Right, um, so last episode with Felix. Uh, you and Chuck broke into the port. You ended up going into the Pokemon Center and having a little kerfuffle with Joy and Donald the Sailor, who you previously locked in the cupboard. Find out that Donald was actually a good guy. He's turned a new leaf. Him and Jenny get on very well. Oh, yeah. Sure they do. And, And then Donald helped you open the gates and get Derek jenny's and the police officers inside the of Port. and we left the episode with you separating so
2: chuck was just running off with derek into the sunset for a romantic getaway <laughs> so we're gonna
1: pick up where we left off cool all right crack on let's go so jenny turns to you and she says let's let them deal the distraction You've broken in to the port before, to the docks before. Just, I'll follow your lead on this one. Felix looks at Jenny. He does his best to
2: meet her gaze as as they're talking, but he kind of gets to her chin, and that's about as comfortable as he feels at the moment. And he says, "Okay, I think I remember the way. Let's see what happens when we get there. See how much the distraction works. I've got a plan B if not. Okay." so I take it, yeah, because we can just kind of hug a wall, can't we, and to get down to where the chain link kind of fence was, where the docks and the warehouse were.
1: Yeah, so you can go back to you and Jenny can go back down the back alley like you yeah. did before, and just follow it until you get to like the far end. I think let's let's just do that. I know
2: we've in the last episode people in the port kind of cleared out a bit, but I think just to still be a bit stealthy and a bit under the radar, we'll we'll just hug the wall and get down yeah. to the to the port.
1: Cool. So you end up then where you and Chuck were the last time you were breaking in. Is there still a hole in the fence? Well, I was well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry, carry on. You take Jenny to the alleyway that you and Chuck hid in the last time with a direct view of the main entrance to the docks. Do we is it guarded? Is the entrance guarded still? So you see a familiar sight the entrance to the docks is directly about 100 meters in front of you and there are two sailors standing outside a closed shiny metal gate the metal wire fence runs all the way across the front of the docks joining the outer wall of Valaria port so just like before yeah Uh, behind the fence you can see three large warehouses that you know all too well from your last adventure to the port. Yep. And in the distance at the far end of the docks, you can see a large floodlit area with metal shipping containers. There is a large yellow crane moving containers to and from a massive cargo ship that was not docked in on your last visit. Okay. Jenny sort of turns to you and she's like, I thought there were no ships allowed in or out. They're loading something either on or off that ship, and there were those trucks that left the port just before you let us in. Felix, something doesn't feel right about this.
2: No, definitely not. I mean, those trucks were on the way out of the port, so maybe they've shipped stuff here to then take out to their base of operations? I
1: don't know. This is all all too much. We need to get that key. Well, here comes our distraction. Suddenly, the two guards stood in front of the fence start pointing and shouting when all of the police show up. (laughs) Their Pokemon are out and they are just chanting at the sailors as a big group and then suddenly you hear You are breaking lockdown. Disperse and go back to your homes or we will have to remove you by force. At which point you see a jet of flame shoot through the gates, and then a siren starts going off in the docks from the speakers that are dotted around the area. Okay. Jenny looks at you. She's like, "Well, we said keep them distracted."
2: (laughs) Felix goes, "Okay." So, going through the front front door is off the table here but, I think so as you say this distraction might just work in our favour last time we were here there were regular patrols if they've been dragged away to deal with this we might have a straight shot to the officers quarters thinking to himself he takes Inky's Pokeball off his pocket realising stealth isn't necessarily going to be the biggest advantage at the moment and they need to get into the port so I'm going to recall Inky and I think I'm going to bring out Maximus Maximus Okay Pops out in front of us What time of day is it by the way at the moment Is it sort of It is very dark night time Very dark night time Okay That's fine The stars are out The stars are out Perfect Felix turns to Jenny and says Come on Whilst they're distracted I think We'll use the same tactic as we did last time We'll get to the fence Cut our way through it and we'll be into the docks quick as a flash. Okay. So yeah, let's let's just kind of make our if we sort of stick to the wall still and make our way to the the, the
1: chain link fence. Yep. When you get to the chain link fence, you see that there is still a little hole, small enough to fit you through anyway, uh, where you were there last time that has not been repaired. That's fortuitous. Yeah, is a bit isn't it. <laughs>
2: Felix looks at Jenny and goes, Huh, that's how we got in last time. Lucky, I, I guess. Or lazy. Or lazy, yeah. Felix looks at Jenny and goes, Do
1: you reckon you can fit through that? Uh Jenny <laughs> takes a big breath in <laughs> and manages to wriggle her way through the little gap in the fence. <laughs> okay, so where you are, you are so you find yourself behind the three warehouses. Yep. The area is poorly lit, with only a few lights above the entrance to each of the three warehouses. You can make out piles of pallets, wooden crates, and like a skip filled with rubbish. Um, and no- you can make them out enough so you could walk your way around them.
2: I was just about to say this is partially why I wanted to know what time of day it is, and partially also why I got Magby out because Maximus has Flame Body.
1: The Pokémon's body shines dim light in a 15-foot radius, so we can. Yeah see so where we're can, going you can see it um, the air is filled with the sounds of the commotion going on at the front gates okay
2: after we scramble through uh, and just sort of take stock for a few seconds Felix looks at Jenny and goes huh uh, your team's certainly doing a good job of that distraction so let's not waste any time we need to get that key I think the best bet is if we make a break for the office's building and see what we can find there follow me Jenny says good idea So, Felix kind of... He's not sprinting, but he's sort of running, but he's sort of like crouched down a bit, trying to remain a bit inconspicuous. Yeah. But as we go, rather than just running past the gaps of each one, as we get to the end of Warehouse 3, I'll just take a stop, poke poke my head out and see if there's anything. Make sure no one's coming.
1: As you get to the end of Warehouse 2, between Warehouse 2 and Warehouse 1 you look down the warehouses and although you don't see anything you hear two voices from the other side of warehouse one Yeah, you can't make out what they're saying yet I'm just saying that you can hear the voices Jenny sort of grabs you and she's like Felix takes an
2: even lower profile at this point ducks down a bit he turns to Magby and goes can you dim your light anymore? Or is, is that kind of it? And he, <laughs> Magby just kind of throws his arms out and goes, I'm not bothered. I'm not a fucking torch. <laughs> Felix goes, okay, fair enough. He turns to Jenny and goes, let's take this slowly. Let's get to the door of warehouse one and just try it, see if it's open. We might be able to bypass. Can, do, do I get the sense that, that these voices are coming from inside or outside the warehouse?
1: They are outside. They are on the other side of warehouse
2: one. Okay, I guess, um... No, we're not going to go to a warehouse because we're going to have to come back out of it anyways. It turns to Jenny. Let's take this carefully. If there are people, we can hear people there. If we can take them out and make a break for it. If not, we might have a fight on our hands. Okay. So we'll sneak up to the corner of warehouse one. Right, yeah. And just poke a little head round. Just literally so all you can see is the- my forehead and eyes. Okay. Just perfectly sideways to see if I can...
1: Uh, just see how far away they are so you see two men wearing long dark coats walking down the side of the warehouse they're about halfway along it at the moment roll me yeah roll perception to see if you can hear what they're saying
2: oh
1: perception 18 okay so you hear a snippet of their conversation one of them is saying what is going on over there do you think we should go help them Yeah, right. Lady Freuder told us all to stay out of sight. We can't let anyone find out that Team Nightmare are involved in taking over Alaria Port. There'll be so many questions. Felix turns to Jenny and in a very quiet voice goes, I knew it.
2: It's Team Nightmare. They're involved in all of this.
1: Team Nightmare? Why, Why are they taking over the port? This doesn't make any sense.
2: I'm sure we'll find out sooner rather than later. Hold on. They're coming down to us now. So how how far away from us are they at
1: the moment? They're still walking towards us. So I'm going to say that they are walking towards you. You've probably got about five metres before they get to the edge of the... Five to ten metres and when they get to the edge of the warehouse. Right, OK. Here's my plan.
2: Felix turns Felix to Jenny and goes, Have you... Stupid question,
1: but you've got Pokemon with you, right? Uh, She cracks a ball open and Arcanine pops out. Arcanine, a legendary Pokemon and the evolved form of Growlithe. It runs so smoothly it appears to be flying. Many people
2: are enchanted by its grand mane. Perfect. Felix Felix looks relieved and goes, Perfect. I'm going to try something, but if it goes south, we may need to fight these guys. But Helix turns to Magby and he says as soon as they come round that corner smog them right okay so smog um, just the wording of it you create a fog of poisonous smog in a 15 foot radius centered on a point within range They take some poison damage and has to do a con save but it's considered difficult to rain and anything they do from within the smog is done at disadvantage And it dissipates at the beginning of your next turn, but I just kind of want to use it to try and engulf them in the smog, and if we can run past them, then we'll do
1: that. Jenny nods, and so does Maximus. And literally, just as you finish saying it, he almost like panics. He's like, oh, because he can see their feet coming around the side, and he just lets off like a a smog. (laughs) And you don't even realise. You didn't even realise they were that close. You're just like, oh, okay, okay. Um, and you just hear two, two men coughing, just like, what the, what the fuck is going on? Just like, coughing continuously. They can't. They have no idea what's going on.
2: I wish I'd have had more time to put this plan in place because I would have said then to Jenny, let's get on your Arcanine and I and just run past them. Um, mm-hmm. But Felix, in a bit of a panic, turns around to
1: Jenny and goes, let's, let's run past them. Go, go, go. So the space between the warehouse that you're trying to get to and them, very tight. Okay. So I'm going to... Let's roll... uh, Dex checks for... You roll it for Felix. I'll roll for Jenny. I was going to say, you might get through fine. You've got 20. Okay. So as... So you get through fine and you are followed by Arcanine and Maximus. But... From behind you, lol. Behind you, hear Jenny. Sort yell. Don't know where you think you're going. And as the smog like dissipates, Jenny is like he's grabbed her arm. Shit. And she's just trying to like tug it free, but he's not letting her go. <sighs> okay. She failed. She failed big time. <laughs> <laughs> like, she got it too. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Felix, trying to keep it together goes damn damn under his breath he looks at magby and Arcanine and goes we can't leave jenny like this Arcanine looks at you and he's like no we fucking (laughs) felix looks at magby and goes i guess we've got to torch these guys
1: (laughs) jenny laughs and they're like they look at her and it's like why are you laughing and she just shouts do it perfect
2: felix takes a deep breath and in his inner monologue, he goes, This is it, buddy. This is the time you need to be brave. He takes a big breath in, and he shouts, Hey! You better let go of my friend, or you will have to answer to me and my buddies here. As they as he says that, he turns to Maximus and goes, Maximus, flame burst. And what I want to do is sort of aim it, because it's a five-foot range, yeah, and um, from where it lands, they must make a deck save. So I don't want to hit right in the middle of them. I want it to be just a bit short, just to kind of make them yeah a bit frightened and try and jump back and let go of Jenny.
1: Okay, fine. Well, yeah, because we're not an initiative, I'll say that if he hits... If he gets, what, say a 12, then it lands where he wants it to. Okay, cool. Exactly what you wanted. It lands just in front of them.
2: Uh, and they... Yeah, it's more of a... Rather than trying to do damage, it's more of a, an intimidation thing to make them just jump up and let let Jenny get loose so she can
1: run and come and join our side at least so he rolled a three so he <laughs> dro- he drops Jenny and steps back from the, the fiery burst yeah so they're, they're slightly more they're, they're past the edge of the warehouse but they are both going to pull out Pokeballs having Fine. dropped Jenny so your Pokedex oh there we go cacturn (laughs) okay and noctowl oh okay interesting cacturn Cacturn, the scarecrow Scarecrow pokemon Pokemon, and the evolved form of cacnea if a a traveler traveler is going going through the the desert in the thick of night cacturn Cacturn will follow it in a ragtag group the cacturn cacturn bide their time waiting for the traveler to tire and becoming capable of moving noctowl the owl owl pokemon and the evolved form of hoot 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 it unfailingly catches its prey in darkness. Noctowl owe their success to superior vision that allows them to see minimal light and to their supple and silent wings.
2: Felix feels a lump come up in his throat and goes, I knew there was going to be a bird involved in this. Quickly takes a breath, steals himself
1: and gets ready for action. So the grunts are just like, the one with the Noctowl sort of looks and he goes, You're going to be sorry for that. We're not going to let you escape. Not alive, anyway. The other one looks at him and goes, that doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) Just shakes it off and he's like, knocked out! Zen headbutt on the Arcanine. Just nat 20'd. Oh!
2: Thank Uh, you for going for the Arcanine.
1: So, the... So, hits with a natural 20. So it's going to be 4d8s.
2: 48, bloody
1: hell. Starting hard. So the Arcanine is going to take 21 psychic damage. And is going to flinch. Ooh, that's very mean. So the... Yeah, so the Noctowl's head just glows like pink. And then before you know it, it's like... It's flown in and just perched on the Arcanine's nose. (laughs) And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then it just like, doosh, just like <laughs> headbutts the Arcanine and sends it back like a couple of feet. That's big. Douche. Uh, right. Next up is the second grunt with the Cacturn. Still like, why did you say we're not going to let you leave here? Or alive. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's an idiot, honestly. Why do they post me with him? Uh, cacturn, use needle arm. Uh, and he's going to get in on Magby. Okay. He's going to use a Needle Arm. So it is a melee move. Yeah. Uh, that is a 15. 15 hits. 17 damage. On a
2: Needle Arm?
1: On a Needle
2: Arm. That's fine. 17 half, so would be 8. Fine. Magby is still only a baby Pokemon, so.
1: Quite a big hit still on him. The cactus just like sort yeah gets in front and just sort of slams it on the head with a fist. But as it pulls the fist away, you see the fist has got loads of little like cactus needles in it, and then some are still stuck okay. in Magpie's head, and it's like oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so Jenny and her Arcanine are up next. Arcanine has flinched, uh, disadvantage on any attack roll, skill check, or saving throw. <laughs> Uh, before its next turn, if it activates a move that requires a saving throw, target has advantage on the roll. Okay, so it's flinched, which means it's not going to be able to do much. But he's going to go for a thunderfang on the noctowl. Uh, 10, uh, 13 on the noctowl, not enough. So it just the arcanine, its fangs, just like as it opens its mouth, looking at this noctowl it gets like small sparks start to come out and it's almost like electricity's rippling between its top and its bottom teeth and then it just takes a massive bite at the Noctowl but the Noctowl just takes one big swoop of its wings and beats backwards a little bit and just misses.
2: Not the best really scenario but we're just going to have to risk it. Felix turns to Maximus and goes, don't take that. I know he's up close. You can still hit him let loose with an ember so ember is a range attack so i'm gonna have to do it at disadvantage that's not bad a 15 and a 17 so 21 to hit yeah that does 13 fire damage on the 26. so fortunately this time obviously the the cacturn has just popped maximus straight on the head maximus hasn't taken too kindly to that and rather than kind of hurled a ball of flame he's just almost like spat at the uh at the cacturn but just with a a big ball of hot coals smacks it straight in the midriff you can kind of see the the charred impact on the uh, on the cacturn
1: uh yeah the cacturn did not like that uh right back round to the knockdown and the grunt laughing at arcanine's missed attack Knocked out. let's hit him with a sky attack so out basically starts to glow and just beat in its wings really quickly to like try and build up some momentum concentrating hard on powering up an attack uh, next up is the captains the captain is going to try and hit maximus with a poison sting oh okay uh seven that is probably going to fail it does fail. So it just sort of um, shoots a little stinger out, but Maximus being small and agile, just like steps out the way. Jenny shouts, well, Thunderfang didn't work. Let's hit it with a Fire Blast. It's gonna hit both of them. So they're both gonna have to make rolls to save. The Cacturn has passed the death save. Yeah, and the Noctel has not passed. I don't even need to figure out what they needed to beat. It's just obvious. They just take half, I take it. It's 20 damage to the Noctowl. Really nice. And then halved and then doubled, so 20. The Noctowl is also burned. Ooh, perfect.
2: Felix seeing this
1: burst of white-hot flame come out from the
2: Arcanine feels like he's made the right choice here. Mm. Noctowl as well
1: needs to make a save oh, passes so it's still charging up the attack ok uh, right after that
2: Maximus is up tell me if I can do this or not as a trainer action before I go Felix turns to Jenny and goes
1: wow that was a massive fire blast
2: what's Arcanine's ability
1: uh, yeah sure Uh Jenny says it's intimidate okay you were hoping it was flash fire he weren't goes, you Felix goes good to know I should have asked that earlier No. I was, it's if it was flash
2: fire then I could have done something but that's fine Felix nods fixes his gaze back at this cacturn shout to Maximus and goes it worked once before I'm sure we can pull it off again Ember that cacturn so still in range uh, still in melee range so so it's still 17 to hit yep hits the cacturn it's at 17 fire damage <laughs> I did I did roll a 12 on my d12 um, Cactum down <laughs> so tell me what that looks like awesome Magby yeah uh, uh, like the scarecrow that he is Maximus feeling confident he's got his chest quite puffed up already but just inhales a big waft of air and lets loose with a giant hot coal of ember it just smacks this already toasty Cacturn right in the midriff pushes it back five feet and just continues to burn into the, the Cacturn
1: the Cacturn lets out a little scream as does the grunt behind him uh, ok so we're back round to Noctowl. out is unleashing his sky attack uh, yep that is a 19 so that is going to hit it's going to do 5d6. 22 flying damage to the Arcanine. Mm, that's mean. The Noctowl's been beating its wings, powering itself up and it's just been like staring down the Arcanine and then all of a sudden it sort of shoots up and everyone's like well, where'd that go and then it just like a bullet just dives and hits Arcanine straight in the face. Arcanine like sort of gets knocked back And then Jenny just shouts out, Thunder Fang! Which hits. Nice. Ooh. And does 19 electric damage. Back round to Maximus. Okay.
2: Now that the Cactan's out of the way and we're out of melee combat, things have opened up a little bit here for Team Fire Rescue, (laughs) is what I'm calling it in my head. Felix looks at Jenny, looks at Arcanine, looks at Maximus and goes... We can finish this nice and quick, and I'm gonna use Ember again. Okay. Thirty twenty to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. Perfect. Seen twenty three fire damage.
1: Yeah, you knock it the fuck out. Oh, sick already. Yeah,
2: bangin'. So yeah, again, as feed um, as Maximus hears his instructions, he's already kind of walking around a bit like a don. He. Saunters quickly to put the distance in between him. And again, chest puffed out, takes in a massive inhale of air and just lets loose with a fireball of energy, of ember energy, straight at the noctowl and knocks it out of the sky into the w- side of the warehouse and knocks it out.
1: I'll have a confession I forgot the Noctowl was burned but it doesn't matter okay the (laughs) so the Noctowl like the captain just hits the floor Um, the two two grunts sort of look at each other and they withdraw their Pokemon and they're sort of like holding their hands up and then just like backing off slowly and Jenny turns to you and she's just like okay what do we do with them Felix goes, have you got any handcuffs on you? Jenny's like, uh, always, but I've only got one. Okay. Uh,
2: we can work something out still. Felix looks up at the guards. Again, trying to be brave, takes a breath in and goes, where do you think you're going? Maximus, on guard. And Maximus just kind of <laughs> swaggers up to them menacingly,
1: just bubbling a little bit of fire. While, I'll tell you what, while... Uh, Maximus Swaggers I will because this will look really cool I will award him the 17,000 <laughs> XP he just got for that excuse pie. me <laughs> um, okay let yeah. me let me just work this out very quickly
2: although it's a very easy calculation <laughs> okay yeah this w- I know why we've done that that, that will work very nicely because that takes him up to 40,000 XP levels him up to level 8 And at level eight, he has plus one loyalty and he has a Soothe Bell on, which gives him plus two loyalty. At level eight, he evolves into Magmar. (sighs) Sick. So as he starts to swagger towards these two guards, trying to be as intimidating as possible, bearing in mind, obviously he's just knocked out two of their Pokemon, but he's only a small little thing. He just starts to glow bright white, you see just starts to stretch out and get bigger. You see his tail grows longer, you see his arms grow longer. In a blinding flash, in front of them now stands a much more intimidating looking Magmar. Magmar, the Spitfire Pokémon and the evolved form of Magri.
1: Magmar dispatches its prey with fire, but regrets this behavior once it has realized that it's burned its intended prey to a crisp. The two grunts sort of like cower. Now they've seen the Magmar, before they were just like, I know it's strong, that little thing, but it's not going to hurt us. And then now they've seen Magma, they're like, okay, fine, yeah, no, we're good, (laughs) we're good. And they sort of like back off to the fence right in the corner of the, like behind the warehouses. So they are pinned in.
2: Maximus, who has pretty much been by my side since he hatched, has now evolved after that ridiculous amount of XP. He doesn't learn any moves or anything at level 8 as a Magmar, um, so I've just put two ASI points in Strength, Dex, and Con, and that's also mixed in with his Evolution points as well, and his HP has gone up massively
1: since then, and looks a lot more badass. Nice. Okay, so you've got one pair of handcuffs, so I'm guessing you're just going to chain runs to like a fence post or something.
2: Well, see, we've only got one pair, so we can't... Is it like a chain-link fence still?
1: Yeah, I'll say Je- Jenny will be like... Okay, Okay. Cool. So this. what I was thinking was but we could yeah. ha- put
2: a handcuff on one, put it through the chain-link fence and handcuff the
1: other one to the... Yeah, that's Go exactly what she's doing. So you have chained them to a fence. Perfect. And they're, like, pulling at it, and as the, as one of them pulls, the other one's like, ah, <laughs> gets his arm cut. And then, and then he pulls, and the other one's like, ah, you, stop it! And then they're just, like, fighting each other. And then they actually fight each other. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. hey!
2: Concentrate. Shut up for a second. He's really embracing this role. He's trying to be a bit more Chuck in situations like this after seeing <laughs> him and Lucario slap people about in the past. He sort of kneels down to their level as they're sat down on the floor with Magmar by, by his side. He says, Wharf Key, where is it? Uh, roll Intimidation with Advantage. I had a plus one too. Uh, 19 though still.
1: he just looks at you uh, he's quite frightened and he's just like "Uh, all, all the keys are in the office the warehouse keys the all the keys they're in the office I mean the, the master key's in there as well I think unless the doc master's got it on him
2: that's the one we need isn't it the master key Felix looks at him sends to Magmar and sort of puts a hand out and goes no 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 leave them untoasted for now
1: come on let's go to the office and turns and walks away Jenny is stood there watching Arcanine sort of just looks at her and she's just like you got it <laughs> and then uh, they follow you she withdraws Arcanine and she follows you down this side of the warehouse okay
2: as we start to get out of sight of the grunts as we walk down Felix turns to Jenny and just kind of lets out a massive massive sigh and goes oh, god being tough is hard work.
1: I don't think I'm cut out for this. <laughs> Jenny said, oh, I wouldn't say you're not cut out for it. You did a good job back there. Thanks for that. Let's uh,
2: let's make towards the officer's quarters, shall we? See what we can find. Okay,
1: so you go down the side of warehouse one uh, and you get to where the end of the little fence You see by the entrance gate to the docks... That a large group of sailors have started coming up the back of the police causing trouble at the gates. Oh, okay. And Jenny is like, oh no, this isn't this isn't good. But one of the sailors throws something over the fence. And you hear the sound of glass smashing on the metal of the first warehouse. Right. And then you just see a little ball of flames come out as it smashes, and these flames start to creep up the side of the warehouse. Oh, shit. And the sailors push through the police and start like rattling the gates and just start causing more of a commotion. Right, okay. As more people from the dock run past you and start heading towards the entrance as the sirens are still blaring. <laughs> oh, this is chaos. Absolute chaos. There's a full
2: full blown riot. So the sailors up. that have come from behind the police, are they like trying to attack the police as well or are they trying to get into the docks? Nope. They are trying to get into the docks. Okay, as well. so they're like townsfolk essentially trying to take their town back
1: to the eagle listeners who listened to the last episode they are the sailors that were released from their little pens
2: (laughs) at this point Felix realises what was once a stealth mission the stealth element has pretty much gone out the window and uh, well to the extent of he feels like he doesn't have to be super stealthy because there's so many other distractions going on Felix looks at Jenny
1: do you need to go help them out or are you okay to stick with me Jenny looks and she goes well by the looks of it they've just had a lot of people show up to help them out um I think we'll be alright as long as that fire doesn't get out of control yeah that's a
2: point is it like how far no I'm not going to try and be a firefighter here Felix... Felix goes well we've got a couple of pretty badass fire types with us I'm sure they can handle the heat Let's get this done quick and we can get out of here. So
1: you turn away from the main entrance and you peek round the fence next to Warehouse 1. Yep. And you can see the large cargo ship that is docked in that area. Yep. With a crane removing a large shipping container from the top of the cargo ship. Men and women wearing long black coats are also coming down like a little gangway. Right, and okay. they're carrying little like wooden boxes um, and they're all loading it onto another truck. A woman that you recognise with slick back blonde hair and glasses stands next to the truck talking to two of the grunts. Obviously, everyone's distracted and no one's really paying much attention to you. I think a big glowy fiery
2: duck-looking thing might stick out a little bit here. Felix turns to Maximus and goes, you've done an awesome job so far, buddy, but I think we might need to be a little bit more covert here. Come on back. Rest up. I'm going to bring out Reptile. Okay. Who are Still has got the leftovers on him as well. Perfect. Okay.
1: So you're peeking around the little fence.
2: Yeah. I relay what I can see back to, to Jenny about the shipping container, the... Truck and they're loading stuff on, and he goes, More team nightmare. We're gonna have to keep a low profile if we want to get into the office from here. Have they and they've not seen us, have they? No, they've not seen
1: you. They're they're really busy loading on the truck. Felix goes, Keep quiet, hug the fence. Okay, I'm gonna roll one dice as a collective. You are not spotted. <laughs> Perfect, okay, it's
2: fine. Had a little plan so we yeah. Craps down low. Almost like a bit of a Naruto run. Yeah. But love it. Take off towards the office.
1: So you are... You make it to the office. Unspotted. The door is unlocked. In we go. Cool. So you go in and shut the door behind you. And you quickly realise that there's no one else in the building. The layout is exactly the same as last time. So there's a clean tiled floor. Metal lockers lining one side of the wall. Filing cabinets on the other side. In the centre of the room is a wooden table covered in C-charts and maps. And on the left wall is a big whiteboard with the lists of everything that's found in the warehouses. Uh, there are warehouse keys by the door you just walked mm-hmm. through. And to the left of the door is a metal staircase that sort of hugs the outer wall. Do we... Do we get the sense that there's anybody in here
2: there's no one else in there you can you can tell okay. there's no one else in there so felix very quickly turns to jenny and goes we're safe for now but that distraction's only going to last so long he looks on the to the left where the keys are is it just it's just warehouse keys there there's nothing else there
1: yeah it, they're just lanyards with key cards with one okay. two three on felix
2: them. recognizes these from before and goes okay these must just be the warehouse keys if there's anything worth protecting saving it must be up in the office so gonna head up to the stairs but before we do can i just glance at the table and all the maps and stuff and see if they look
1: particularly informative give me a perception roll and jenny's gonna Ooh, do the same plus
2: i think it's just one
1: two seventeen so jenny looks at the maps and she's like i was never any good at geography I can't make heads or tails of this and she hands them to you and you see that on one of the maps there is like a, it's a map of the whole Pokemon world and someone's written today's date next to the Yume region and drawn a red line from Alaria Port all the way to the Kanto region Oh, okay
2: Felix quickly glances over these and goes okay these are important we haven't got time to look over him now and just stashes him in his backpack um, so when we've got a bit of time we can we can look at those. He turns to Jenny and goes, you guard the door. If anyone's coming, just do two quick stomps. Stomp, stomp. Okay. I'm going to go check out the office. I'll do the same. If I need any help, stomp, stomp and come up and help out. Uh, Jenny nods. Okay. So Felix looks at
1: Reptar and goes, come on, buddy. Let's go investigate. So... The office is a, player, uh, a fairly simple uh, layout. There is a desk and a chair at the far end. Uh, the desk's got a phone on it and some notepads and just a few bits of like loose scraps of paper. There are some filing cabinets on the side and uh, a coat rack on one of the any walls. Any coats in the on the coat rack? There are no coats on the coat rack. Is okay. Is the desk the desk? Has it got any drawers or anything in it? There are four drawers. You can open three of them, but inside you just find like bits of paper, receipts, okay. stuff like that. But the fourth drawer is locked.
2: Okay. That says to Felix that there's something worth protecting in there. So we're going to have to try and. He looks at Lavatar and goes, Can you bite your way through this drawer?
1: <laughs> Lavatar looks at you, and in his eyes, he rolls a d20. <laughs> and he goes, Sure thing, Pox. <laughs> um so roll let's go roll strength then are you just trying to take a chunk out of the wood
2: yeah basically just so we can try and jimmy it open or see what's inside it just pure strength for yeah go for it it's a
1: statue object just go strength would you roll uh i rolled a 13 and then a plus two so 15 so lavatar like hooks onto the of the desk where the drawers are in and you just hear a massive crunch <laughs> and splinters sort of fly everywhere and you don't even know how it happened but like the desk has collapsed <laughs> in half and there's there's just bits of wood everywhere and Lavatar turns around and he's just got like the entire drawer still closed in the drawer bit but like that entire drawer section just in his mouth just looking <laughs> at you. Phoenix goes... That's one way of doing it. Good job, I
2: guess. Felix takes it off him. Reptar thinks it's like a bit of a game of tug of war. <laughs> he goes, no, no, just, just, you can have it back in a minute, and manages to pry it out from his hands, um, and then starts to, yeah, rummage through that drawer.
1: In that drawer, you find the money you were supposed to win from that last fight—four thousand then. <laughs> nice, and a key card on a lanyard that says master perfect Felix puts everything in his
2: bag and goes I think this is what we're after great work, buddy Uh, you hear
1: two stomps coming from Jenny Felix looks at Reptile and goes let's get down there Jenny's in trouble as you head down the stairs you get a glance out of the window of someone approaching the door okay he's a young man with a steely look on his face wearing a red baseball cap, black jeans, trainers, and a black long-sleeved top under a red sleeveless hoodie. And he reaches for the door handle, but stops when Freuder appears behind him. <gasps> red, <gasps> there you are. I need you to go back to the tower right away. Master says we can't afford for you to be spotted or captured. I'll take the truck back. You know, I thought you'd get more talkative after, well, obviously not. And then Freud starts laughing and you hear her laugh slowly get quieter and quieter as she walks away. And then you hear a slightly familiar sounding roar and a flash of orange followed by a wave of heat that even you can feel through like the walls and the door and then you hear a loud like crack and a boom and then the sound of like beating wings which slowly get more and more faint and then all you can hear are shouts from the docks and a rumble of an engine.
2: Fucking hell. Okay. it's okay. <laughs> okay. a lot to take in. Felix gets down to Jenny and goes. Are you you okay?
1: I heard the two stomps. Jenny's like sweating and she's like, "Oh, I thought we were a goner there. I just saw two people sort of walking towards the door. There's nowhere else to go in this building. (laughs) That was a let off. Did you, did you see who that was? Uh, I didn't see them, but didn't they say red? They can't have meant the real red though, right?
2: It looked pretty similar to me. I don't know this whole thing is such a mess Felix sort of lip quiver a little bit his eyes start to kind of glaze over as he's about to kind of tear up but snap out of it Felix takes a deep breath and goes okay we can do this right I've got the key and holds up the
1: master key to Jenny where did we say we were going to meet them (laughs) Jenny says you need to get out of the port uh, out of the docks and round the f- to the waterfront at the edge of to the the front of Alaria Port, and Derek's boat be moored in the wharf on one of the jetties. Okay, that's if they manage to do their job, and lower down the sea gate. Okay, so we've essentially we're not going back on ourselves. We've got to go past
2: the shipping container ship. No, you're going back, and- you're going back on yourselves. Going back on yourselves. Yeah, ourselves. you've got to get okay. out of the docks. Out of the docks. Okay. Fine. Felix goes, okay, we got what we needed.
1: Let's finish this off. Let's get out of here. Okay, so as you step out of the office, you stop in your tracks when there is an explosion from the other side of a port. There we go. I who that could be. (laughs) Flames illuminate a lighthouse for a few seconds as they shoot outwards from the top. Jenny turns to you and says... Wow. Well, looks like Chuck and Derek did the job, I guess. (laughs) Felix shakes his head with a wry smile and goes, knew there'd be an explosion. The air around you is starting to get really smoky and the sky above the docks glows orange from the Warehouse 3, which is now completely engulfed in flames. Shit. The truck you saw earlier... is already on the move and it is speeding towards the entrance gate where all of the rioters are kicking off. Oh God. People are diving out the way as there is clearly no intention to slow down or avoid hitting anyone in its way and it just smashes through the metal gates. With the gate finally open, the police and the sailors that came behind them burst into the docks. Some start fighting with those who are inside and others turn to the warehouse and get their Pokemon to shoot jets of water at the flames. Jenny turns to you and she's like, Phoenix, Phoenix, Felix, you need to go. Looks like all the team nightmare grunts were on that truck. And if there's any left, we'll find them. But I think I should stay here and sort this mess out.
2: Felix nods and goes, I understand. But sort of stops, catches himself and goes, thanks, Jenny. All your help. I mean it. I couldn't have
1: done this without you. She just smiles and then runs over to one of her police officers. Okay. Right. Felix, you are running along um, another metal fence that encloses the wharf at the very front of Alaria Port. The sound of your footsteps slapping on the concrete floor are echoing around all of the area around you as you run past closed cafes, closed shops. Like You can tell that it's the kind of area that was once like a really nice place to go, especially in the summer, but everything's just been shut and it just looks like really eerie, with like, boarded-up windows and stuff.
2: Okay, like any UK city centre
1: at the moment if it's still like that when this goes out I'm going to be worried <laughs> Is there a Woolworths? just runs past a Woolworths that's just boarded Fantastic. up for the last like 20 years You see at the other end of like at the far end of the the like the bay front you see Chuck and Derek stood by a metal gate which is the entrance to the wharf So, if you were to look through the gate that you're all meeting at now, you would see like a little set of stairs that go sort of like below the ground level of the shops, taking you like lower down to like sea level. Okay, and that connects to some wooden jetties, and on the wooden jetties are all of the like different people's like boats, so uh, sailing boats, rowing boats. Imagine like somewhere in Spain or Italy. Yeah, 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 we had
2: that. Like a marina or something, yeah.
1: Yeah, like a marina. It's yeah. basically that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Chuck's,
0: Chuck's, um, Chuck clutching on to, to Mako for support, looks at Felix, wipes his brow, coughs, coughs up a bit of blood and phlegm, and just like, spits it on the floor and says, It's good to see you. We've just been one hell of a ride. Felix, as he's
2: sort of spots Chuck and Derek from a distance, has got quite a big, beaming smile on his face. But as he gets close, he realizes that. All isn't well with these two, and goes, Yeah, good to see you too, My God, what happened to you? Was that...
0: That was you, wasn't it? Let's just say things might have gone a bit further than we thought they might. (laughs) Felix
2: kind of closes his eyes, laughs to himself and goes, With you, it wouldn't go any other way, would it? And kind of (laughs) puts his arm out for a predator handshake.
0: Chuck tries and kind of just falls on, onto one knee coughs and like, clutches his ribs just says maybe later okay F- Felix okay
2: Felix helps Chuck back to his feet he turns to Derek and Chuck swings his backpack round to his front opens it up and goes I've got
1: the key let's get inside nice nice one lad right let's get on my boat And Derek takes the key and he swipes a key card. Key card? He swipes a card key like lock. And the gates take a while to react. It has been a long time since they've been opened, but you hear some clicking and some clanking and then a a really loud metal groan as the fence starts to be pulled open to one side by like a mechanism. Derek slips through the gap as you both hear the voice of someone familiar shout, Stop right there. Thank you very much. And from the shadows steps out the Doc Master.
0: This guy. Oh, this it's clown. Fool of a duke. This guy.
1: That you guy. two have ruined everything. Lady Freud will never forgive me for letting this happen. And before you can even react, he throws out two Pokéballs. The first one is a Vaporeon. Yeah, I knew that was coming. The second one, your Pokédex pings, Propopass. Propopass, the, the compass, compass Pokémon, and, and the evolved, evolved form of Nosepass. It It controls controls three units units called mini mini noses, using using a magnetic magnetic force. With them, it can attack its foes from three different different directions.
2: directions. That makes things
1: very interesting. Derek looks at you, and he sort of shouts at Chuck, and he's like, Chucky, I mean, you know the state of my wing goal.
0: You guys, you've got this right. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And he relinquishes his grip from Mako and just sort of staggers backwards a little bit. Mako turns and gives him a stern, solemn look and just nods and says... Raises his sort of arms like blades, ready to fight.
2: Reptar turns to look at Mako and has to look up at
0: him and goes, My bolder brother, you've evolved. Mako looks at Reptar, flashes like almost a cheesy grin, hasn't lost some of the... Uh, he's not all too serious. Right, let's roll initiative. Let's go. Oh, this is going to be big, right. Back in with a nine.
1: Uh, That's a 13. Propobast is going to go first. Robo-Pass is going to go first. Oh, like you go. incarnate,
0: Jack. You as a Pokemon.
1: bow I've got a beard, not a moustache. Uh, he's going to use Tri-Attack. He's going to use Tri-Attack on Gibble. Gabite.
0: Yeah. Gabite, bitch. 26.
1: That's going to hit. <laughs> Good so, job I used AC up. I should really read these first. <laughs> so, he's going to go with a Tri-Attack. So... Each creature in a 30-foot cone centred on the proper bus must make a dex save against my move DC. Okay. All right.
0: Well, I rolled a 15. I rolled a 19. My saving throw is 23.
1: So you needed an 18. All right. So on a fail you are going to take some damage mm-hmm. and half as much on the success. Targets that fail more than five must roll a d4. But you were all right. What did you get? 13? F- I got 15. Okay, fine. So you don't have to work about.
2: Just about.
1: So 19 damage to Lavatar. Is it normal? Normal. Oh. course, cool, so that's half then. And nine, nine damage to Gaddai. And we both take the same in the end after all that. Yeah. If you fail by more than five roll a D4 and you get a different status condition depending on what you roll oh yeah
2: yeah same as a movie yeah, you can get burnt paralysed or frozen can't you but Yeah. my old Porygon Z yeah that he loved
1: it so next up is Felix okay come on
2: looking at what's around us could make things difficult potentially but it could also be a big help so Felix looks around looks at Chuck looks at the state he's in the Boulder Brothers are out we know what we need here Reptar whip up a sandstorm yeah. okay so how much damage what is it
1: for the sandstorm every so turn?
2: you stir up a massive sandstorm in a foot radius centered on a point in range so just basically just put it slap bang in the middle of the battlefield yeah um any non-rock steel or ground type creature in the area takes an amount of rock damage equal to their level divided by four rounded up
1: uh next up is chuck yeah chuck
0: looks at Vegas and says yeah nice one all right mako Let's take that Vaporeon down. Let's not forget what it tried to do to us before. Hit it with a dual chop. Ooh. Interesting. So it'll make two, two melee attack rolls dealing damage on with each hit.
1: Mako doesn't know what it did before because Mako's never met this Vaporeon.
0: That's true.
1: Mako's like, uh, come again? Okay. <laughs> come again for Judge Fudge? Well, he doesn't mind
0: <laughs> because the first one is 25 to hit. Uh,
1: yeah. And the first second one's not 20. Ooh, okay. They both hit.
0: (laughs) So the uh, first one's going to do 1d2. So the first one's going to do 14 damage. Okay. second one's going to do 17 dragon damage. Good start. Bop, bop. Oh, and as a bonus action, Chuck will check. I'll roll to see if I can check out. Proper pass.
1: 16. Uh, So it is level 10. Oh, oh shit. And its ability is Magnet Pull. Oh, I don't know what that
2: does.
0: Steel types can't escape. Ah, okay, cool. So Gabite, yeah, not really knowing why Chuck is just so not keen on this Vaporeon, doesn't really matter because he's just defending Chuck in this situation anyway, steams up to the Vaporeon with its two arms like
1: blades, just slashes the Vaporeon across the face. The Vaporeon... Is going to react with an Aurora Beam. Ooh, I knew that was coming. Which will be at disadvantage. I think Aurora Beam is quite a nice
0: move as well. Uh, so so at that's 16. Doesn't hit with the Sandstorm.
1: Yes. Boulder Bros! Boulder Bros! Sweet. Uh, it's also, yeah, Vaporeon's gonna take two damage from the Sandstorm as a bonus action so it's going to use aqua ring surrounding itself with a veil of healing water and at the end of its turns as long as it holds its concentration it regains a number of hit points equal to its proficiency bonus so it's going to gain four that's nice eight. that's
2: essentially like a leftovers every turn
1: as a bonus action that's very cool you should learn that I-,
2: I will do at the level it learns it i've just seen what <laughs> level it learns it at uh
1: proper bass is back He is going to use Magnet Bomb on Gabite. So he hurls a steel ball that seeks out an opponent in range. It never misses. Oh, cool. So it is going to do 21 steel damage. (laughs) Oh, Uh, wow.
0: Felix, you're up. I was going to say, Gabite just takes this like I don't know, what is it, like a giant a hunk of steel into the back of the head.
1: Yeah, it's like a, a ball. It's just like a steel ball. That It's like a Seekin missile. It yeah. just like flies around and just conks it. Oh,
2: shit. Okay. Okay, seeing how this battle is shaping up already to start with, Felix isn't too sure how this is going to go, but he's got faith in his buddy. And seeing that Mako is being ganged up on a bit, he shouts for Reptar. Get in there, help your brother out, rock slide that proper bass, so you must make a deck save. Ooh, okay. I'll flinch. 17. You pass. So you You don't get knocked prone, but you still take some damage, which is
1: 19 rock damage. And then that gets halved. Halve it and halve it again. Yeah, so it's 19 down to 9 down to so 4.
2: What would normally be pretty large boulders, Reptar rips them out of the floor and hurls them at this Probo Bass. But they do connect and do take a little bit of wind out of the probe Bass's sails, but you can see he's kind of
0: unperturbed by what has been thrown at him. Gabai yeah, turns and snarls at this Probo Pass, and Chuck, Chuck shouts, Let's stop that probe Pass in its tracks. Use a sand tomb. So, rolled a 16, so 25 to hit? Yeah, that hit. Cool. So, Gabite, with his attention turned towards the Probo Pass, just kind of raises a fist with a clenched claw. And as it does so, this sand just sort of erupts from underneath the Probopass, Pass surrounding it. So, on a hit, target takes 1d4, or 1d6 in this instance, move ground damage and is restrained. Okay. At the beginning of each of its turns, it may attempt to escape the strength save against your move DC. While the creature is restrained, you may continue this move as a bonus action to do an automatic 1d6 ground damage without having to make an attack roll. Nice. Okay. Pretty cool, actually. So, 11 ground damage. Uh, So, that's doubled to 22.
1: Woohoo! Really nice. That's
0: needed. And is restrained.
1: I'm guessing it restrained. It just looks like it's sort of like trapped in the sand. Yeah, a bit of a vortex. So yeah, the sandstorm giant fucking mustache. Yeah,
0: gets like <laughs> diverted and it's just like shooting up its nose, sort of sneezing.
1: Uh, right, so it's Vaporeon. Uh, now I'm going to give Vaporeon advantage on uh, her next attack
0: on Gabite because Gabi, reasons. Because
1: you because you have
0: effectively turned away from it. Mm, fair enough. She'd never turn you never turn your back on your opponent.
1: Vaporeon's going to use Aurora Beam again. Um, obviously, it's a it's disadvantage, but it's also got advantage, so it's, it's just, just going to be down. one roll. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, so it's going to take two damage at the start of this turn from Sandstorm. Uh, we're going to use Aurora Beam on Gabby. Fuck me.
2: Aurora Borealis.
1: That's only a twelve. <laughs> so that it doesn't doesn't hit. doesn't hit even
0: without the Sandstorm. Aurora Borealis.
2: Right. Located um, entirely within your kitchen.
1: <laughs> yes. Can I see it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonus action. It's going to use a quick attack. Fucking hell. 12. Doesn't hit either. Swapping those dice out. <laughs> Not sure what this fake Poran's doing, to be honest. It's getting blinded by the
0: sandstorm. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Sand in its eyes. Uh, oh, and excuse.
1: at the end of its turn, it's going to get 4 HP. Right. Propobas.
2: Probo Bastard.
1: Probo ah. Pass. Pro, pro, probo <laughs> Pass.
0: Probo Pass. What does the Probo bit mean?
2: Probe. Because it sends off little... It's got like uh, three yeah. little bits, hasn't it, on the side that kind of shoot out. So yeah. the,
1: the Probo Pass is in two minds. It wants to get Gabite back again for putting it in this sand tomb. But it also wants to show Reptar what a real rock slide looks like. So he's gonna make a strength saving throw and fails it fucking miserably. Get Next. in. What did he get? A one. <laughs> and he is going to use rock slide. So uh, I'm gonna make a so six save. Next save, please. That is 18. Oh On the fucking nose. Oh, yes. Well done. Okay, so two big rocks come out of the ground next to Lavatar and they come crashing down dust gets kicked up and you're all like oh god fuck did it hit him and then it settles and Lavatar's just like scrunched up in like a gap between the two rocks and then he sort of like, looks around and he's like oh didn't hit me <laughs> and then just jumps out of the gap and he's like I take some damage don't I, I just take half don't I yeah but he's not as bad as it could have been okay uh, it's 29 halves. So, 14. And then half Rock. again to seven. Ooh, yeah, good. So he takes the hit, he's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But so that,
2: that hit does knock Reptar's concentration Whoa, and the Sunstorm no. dissipates. Sunstorm drops.
0: Okay. AC back down. Felix, right Reptar. with
1: Reptar. All yeah. the bros.
2: Felix takes a beat. Looking at the two Pokemon that we're facing, he's got a lot of faith in Reptar. But he knows this isn't a favorable matchup. Phoenix grabs his Pokeball off the belt. My action, I'm gonna return Reptar. I need you now, buddy. Pratch it. Give it everything you've got. Pratchett's now, course, coming out. A Torterra. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if only. <laughs> no, he's still a big grizzly grotto though. Yeah, Chuck takes some reassurance from this. Thinking about the state of his team. Alright. Mako's going to strengthen his grip on the probo Pass, So you can just see with one hand, just grips, clenches tighter with his fist. So we're going to do another d6. It's only a one, so nine ground damage on the probo it's Pass.
2: It's only a one. Nine okay. damage? It's
0: <laughs> <So That's>... a <laughs> plus eight. Um, and then, because he hadn't even taken his gaze off of the Vaporeon again, because he's learned from that mistake. So with his other arm, goes in for a dual chop. Dirty 20 on the first and a 25 on the second. 26. Yeah,
2: they, they both hit. Hmm. Who
0: would have thought a Pseudo Legendaries would be so powerful? I just wrote a top. So 20 on the first and 13 on the second. 33 dragon damage. Bitch laps like back and forth okay. across the Vaporeon's face.
1: Vaporeon's going to go for it one more time. 25 to hit. With disadvantage. Yeah, it's going to hit. Oh. At least it's not times four. So it sends out a concentrated beam that just hits Gabite. Oh, okay. 17 ice damage.
0: That's actually very close. Tell me how you knock it out. Oh, no. I bet you've always wanted
1: to hear that. So this beam just sort of, it hits Gabite and then Gabite just stops moving and goes like, you can just see like frosty bits just edging over its claws as it sort of gets stuck frozen yeah. and then the... just like Eremis Kel at the end of Beyond Light yeah. yeah and then the Vaporeon just sort of like knocks it over and it just falls to its side and just not moving mm. Chuck doesn't say a word just gingerly gets the
0: Pokeball from his belt returns Mako says thank you Gobolt you've done you've done well for me so far today just keep it up come on
1: out i just i just need to i need to roll the concentration so very quickly yeah passes it okay cool so we're going to get another four hp back okay cool so sorry you'll send out kobold yeah okay
2: felix doesn't say anything to chuck at the moment because it's not the, the right time to but he gets the sense that whatever went down in that lighthouse has rocked chuck so it just focuses his resolve even more to help his uh, help his good friend out here,
0: uh, right? Proper bass. He's restrained because it's not a concentration move. I can't do no, the it. damage would to would it. No, but would the
1: move finish with Gabite disappearing? I'd imagine sorry. so. So he's you... no longer restrained.
0: Yeah, I, I would assume so. Um, but actually, how in the games? Imagine like fire spin. Yeah, fire spin. It's usually up, just it? trapped because it's... it's environmental, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Not guess concentration.
1: We'll roll. Uh, Eighteen. Yeah. Uh, plus 10. Yeah, plus <laughs> 10. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that's going to pass. Don't rub it in. So, both Bass is no longer restrained. It is going to... Roll a dice. Odds, it's going at Pratchett, evens it's going at Cobalt. Okay, so he's going to do Rock Slide at Pratchett. So, make a deck save. 22. Oh, yeah, that saves. You're going to take half damage. 21 halved. So, Rover Bass just like turns as it escapes the sand trap that it was caught in. It just, its big body just turns and it just points at Pratchett. And then two rocks just come out the ground and just slam into Pratchett. Pratchett
2: sees these two rocks hurtling towards him, braces himself, and kind of shrugs off the impact of these two rocks. Just makes him more sassy, more angry. Felix goes, don't take that Pratchett. Energy ball of that thing. Smack it That is, It's a natural 19, plus six, so 25 to hit. Yep. With it being a natural 19, the next attack on this target is is rolled at advantage as well. Nice. 22 grass damage. Pretty much as soon as these, the dust settles, well, b- before the dust settles from these rocks being hurled at him, Pratchett's gathering in the energy from around him, and just forms a big glowing orb of grass energy, hurls it out the probobath.
0: Cool. Chuck looks at Cobalt, whose fur is bristling with electric static electricity, show that Vaporeon, whose top dog, is it a dog? It's a wet dog, isn't it? Wet doge. Wet dog. Snipe it with a charge beam. Ooh. Natural twenty.
1: Your rolls were so terrible in the last episode that all of a sudden a photo. knocking out nat twenties all over the park. So, if the natural attack roll is
0: ten or higher and the attack hits, you add your proficiency bonus to the damage. This is going <laughs> to. Twenty-two electric damage.
2: Forty-four in total. Then Ooh. takes it. Takes oh. it. They are. The Vaporeons are chunky.
0: Yeah. Similar to earlier, Luxio howls and as he does so. Blows blue and sh- fires off this like crackle of electric, pure electricity to the Vaporeon. Which again, you can kind of smell it in the air.
1: Yeah, the Vaporeon takes it. It is not looking good at all. Good. Last ditch effort. It's going to fire an Aurora Beam at Cobalt in return. Who in
0: reaction just cutesies up a bit and uses baby doll eyes to impose disadvantage (laughs) please
1: mister please mister Uh, so either so that's a 16 yeah that's it so you need to make a con save oh okay
0: oh great so that's a 9 I'm guessing I'm frozen yeah so you are frozen what the hell that's mean aurora beam it's really weird yeah it's really good
1: 17 ice damage ouch it's a big hit so frozen. Incapacitated and restrained. Other than being a good film. Still never seen it. Uh, DC 15 strength save at the end of each of your turns to break free. Yeah. As a bonus action, we're gonna whip up another aqua ring. We're gonna gain four HP. Broke Bass is going to use gonna use iron defense. Okay. Mm. So its body temporarily becomes solid as steel plate. And until your next turn, you gain plus six to your AC and have resistance to all types of damage. Wow. If you were vulnerable, you now take regular damage. And if you were already resistant, you become immune.
2: Oh, wow. That's that's really good. (laughs) Fucking hell, yeah. As Felix sees the Docmaster tell Propobast to do this, Knowing we've still got a bit of a chance with with the proper bass, not done too much damage so far, and seeing the pain that this Vaporeon has inflicted on Chuck's team, Felix shouts at Pratchett, change your plan buddy, focus on that Vaporeon, hit that with an energy ball. So nineteen (laughs) twenty-seven Grass The Vaporeon is down. What oh, yeah, big boy Pratchett is. He is a how big many, How many dice does, is that damage roll? 3d10. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, 3d10. Thanks for giving us that TM so early on, Coates.
0: Right, when, <laughs> when's the fire, Jim? When am I
2: getting... <laughs> Pratchett is kind of obviously seen the damage that it's done. Um, he's oh, feeding those ember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To level 14. Sorry. Yeah, Pratchett kind of senses the urgency and and knows what needs to be done here, closes his eyes after kind of cocky and rowdy in the past, closes his eyes, goes all zen, pulls in as much energy as he can, just absolutely launches this giant unstable ball of energy at the Vaporeon, smacks it straight in its face, sends it flying into a nearby wall.
0: Alright, I'll use a super potion on, um, on Luxio because he's still stood quite by me. Chuck wouldn't have the energy to get up to him otherwise. Six, 14 HP back, okay. which is nice. And then we're going to attempt that strength check.
1: 13, that doesn't do it, does it? Nope, stay frozen. Oof. Okay, the proper bass turns to Pratchett and it's going to fire off another Magnet Bomb. Okay. So, it is an auto hit. 17 steel damage.
2: Okay. Ooch. We're good. Ratchet again. Shakes it off. They're a bit of a tank. Seeing these glowing kind of steel balls come towards him. Felix gets the idea. Goes, let's get that energy back, shall we? Mega drain that proper bass. Oh, yeah. I get to do it at advantage because this is the next attack on it since I've hit it with the uh... It's dropped
0: out of iron defence now, isn't it? Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, so that's a 19 to hit
0: Does not hit Ooh. What?
2: 19 doesn't hit it?
0: Yeah, remember the Steelix It was like 22
2: I swear I've hit it with less than a 19 already
1: Yes, even I'm surprised That you've <laughs> hit it so many times <laughs>
2: Okay, fine Felix doesn't quite believe what he sees But Whatever
0: whatever (laughs) while Chuck was rooting around in his bag last turn he actually um, ended up finding an ice heal (laughs) so I'm going to use the ice heal this turn (laughs) what
1: okay so Cobalt is no longer frozen
0: no longer frozen but and gains immunity to frozen for a round
1: back round to the Prophabas. Prophabas is going to use Rock Slide on Pratchett
2: okay deck save Uh, Nat 20
1: Okay, half damage then. <laughs>
2: Not the time I really want
1: an at 20, to be honest. Nice. But uh, 18 rock damage. half so nine. 9.
2: Whittling away at Grottle, but he's still absolutely powering through. Shaking off all these attacks so far. Seeing the last one fail, Felix has still got all the faith in, Grot- in Pratchett. So he goes, let's try that again. Let's get some health back. Mega drain. That is a... 15 plus 6. 22? That hits. Good. I should hope so. 15 brass damage. Nice. 15, which brass I get half damage. back okay. as
0: health. I'll so, see. 7. Chuck says, get on in, get up in its face. Try and freak it out a bit. Use a spark. 15 plus 9. 20, 25 to hit. 10 damage. 10 electric damage. The charge charges up to it and as as it's running, just you can see it's just generating more and more electricity. Slams into the proper pass
1: in response. The proper pass is going to use rock slide on cobalt, okay? So make, make a deck, a deck save. save 22. Yep, so you can take half damage, 25 rock damage, 12 takes it back round to pratchet. Perfect,
2: seeing how well the last time energy ball works and the potential opportunities that it can go for. We're going to go with an energy ball again. And that's not going to hit though with a 17.
1: Nope, does not hit. Dang. So the yeah. energy ball just like whizzes past this massive proper bass. I don't know how, but yeah, it does. Perhaps <laughs> it's giddy from all the energy he's just got back. He's <laughs> a bit Fired it off randomly. <laughs> right, Cobalt.
0: Cobalt, back to me. Okay. Still up in its grill. We're going to go for another spark. 13 plus? 9. 22. Better. 16 electric damage. Nice. So he's kind of yeah. just dancing around it at the base
1: of it, just jumping up and nipping at 30 it. 30 foot cone. Oh, sorry. Just going to use try attack. It's going to hit both of you. Right. Make a death save. Uh, save.
2: <laughs>
1: 16. It's, it's going to be a 28. Uh, so Chris passes, Grottle does not. Damn. So on a fail, 16 damage. Okay. Uh, and then you didn't save by less than. Uh, by more than five so you're all good to just take the damage okay
2: cool back to Pratchett come on Pratchett hit it with all you got smash it with an energy ball 22 just 13 10 million up now oh nice yes bangin wow I thought it was going to be another few rounds yeah Um, Yeah, Pratchett yeah notices the the crack in the proper bass's nose again taking a lead from Rowdy closes his eyes Focuses his mind's eye as he draws in the power. His eyes burst open. and He flings the energy ball straight at the crack in the nose of the proper bass. Shatters it and shatters the proper bass.
1: Shatters his dreams. So the proper bass just sort of like topples backwards. And it rolls like in a really crap circle. <laughs> and, um, like it, a weeble. Like or the dog like. master just can't believe what's happening. Until the probe bass hits him. <laughs> and he gets he gets like trapped underneath it. But because it's knocked out it can't do anything. So he's just like, Oh no, my leg. It's like holding him down on the floor. My leg. And he just looks up at you and he's just like, Why? Why? Felix walks over to him
2: and goes, You know exactly why. And turns back towards Chuck
0: Heads off, like it.
1: You each get six thousand po yen. Nice. And thirteen thousand three hundred and fifty XP. Nice. Okay, so let's start off with Felix. So Felix,
2: yeah. We had two Pokemon in that fight, so I'm going to split it. Uh, Not equally, because they weren't equally in the fight, but both did play a good part in it. So Pratchett gets um, 8,350 of that XP. Yep. Doesn't level him up or anything. Takes a lot to level him up now. But Reptar gains 5,000 XP. Yep. That... Oh. Levels him up to level eight. Oh. Nice. And as... We are walking away from the Dockmaster towards the marina. Felix can feel a rumble in one of his Pokeballs and it kind of almost explodes open with a flash of blinding white light as Larvitar changes shape. And with a flourish and a twinkle, Larvitar can now no longer move as he is now a Pupitar. Pupitar, the hard shell
1: Pokemon and the evolved form of Larvitar.
0: It, it creates, creates a gas, gas inside its body that it ejects under, under compression, compression to propel
1: itself like, like a jet. jet. Its, its shell is hard as rock. Does Pupitar have a speed of zero? I'm just
2: having a look now. I'm just doing it. <laughs>
1: that would be funny. That would be funny.
2: No, it still has a speed of 30 foot walking. I think they they hover a bit, don't they? Must do, yeah. And Pupitar is also now an absolute chonky boy. God, yeah, I bet. So, yeah. So, um, after that, so I've put its two... ASI points into con and I've put the five other available um, evolution bonus points all into strength.
1: Uh, right, Chris, what have you done with your team?
0: Yeah, two level ups. Mako's two? hit level eight.
1: Yeah, both leveled up.
0: Mako's hit level eight. At level eight gets a either ASI points or a feat. I've given it the feat of mobile, which means if I make a melee attack, I don't take an opportunity attack from that creature in the same turn. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and Cobalt's hit level six, who gets a new move, gets Bite, which I've swapped for Tackle.
1: So the Dockmaster is trapped under the Proper Bass. And are you two, Jack? You said you were walking away, so you just going to walk to the wharf?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, do we. Felix, yeah, Felix is trying to be all cool and suave by just going up to him and, and saying
0: whatever I said. Jack doesn't have the energy to interrogate him. Like he's just what he needs to just get onto the boat. No matter what we do, we're probably going to see the dockmaster again. So, as I said, Chuck can't function with any of this right now.
2: Okay, right, yeah. Okay. So Felix sort of stops in his tracks, turns back to the dockmaster, and says, "What's being shipped in here? What's going out on those trucks? Where are they going?" Uh, intimidate. Well, that's
1: a three and a twelve, hmm. so thirteen. Uh, He looks at you... With love in his eyes. (laughs) A sort of vacancy. He's not all there. And he just says, with no emotion, the trucks are heading to the tower. Felix raises his
2: hand, sort of above his head, and, and forms a fist. What tower? Where's the tower?
1: What is it? He just says the tower the team nightmare tower in sequoia city and then he just passes out under the proper blast
2: that asked more que- questions than is answered as tends to be the way in MDAD but
0: Felix takes the blue Texas, was in the underground, uh, underground fight club it's going to be fun when we get there Felix yeah
2: turns back to Chuck walks over towards him and says that's all the info we're going to get for now. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many loose ends. I guess we just follow this one. Let's get on that boat.
0: Chuck sure nods and just like grabs onto Felix for, for a bit of support.
1: Chuck and Felix finally make it out of Alaria Port for the second time, but what will they find as they get to the Misty Islands? We're going back to releasing episodes fortnightly for a little while, so we'll be back in two weeks for episode 35, War Tortuga. So make sure you join us then.